Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 1,775. We continue with Women's March here on Cars Yeah, celebrating women in the automotive sector. These are women who are shifting the conversation. Today, we're talking custom-made motorcycles and a lot more. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, inspiring automotive enthusiasts, and welcome to Cars Yeah. Today I'm in the Colony in Texas. I know, sounds a little unique, but we're going to learn about that. Talking to a very special guest, very creative guest by the name of Sophie Singo. Sophie, welcome to Cars Yeah. Are you buckled up? Ready to put it in gear? I'm ready. All yes. right, we'll have some fun. Now, before I give you a proper introduction, what's one little thing that most people don't know about you, Sophie? Um, I'm a pretty open book, so I don't really know, <laughs> I guess. Uh, well, I used to have a secret, and then it was kind of exposed oh, yeah? on Monster Garage's Ooh. Instagram. Do um, tell. I, I can lick my elbow. <laughs> you can. Okay, I'm sitting here. I can't. I, <laughs> no. I can't do that. Dang. No, you can't. <laughs> yeah, I don't even. You have like a double joint somewhere or something? I don't know. You don't know? It just works. <laughs> no. Yeah, my my daughter can do something with her shoulders and like I call her chicken wings. She can like touch her elbows behind her back by dislocating her shoulder. It's really creepy. Uh, yeah, she figured I'm it out it right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, give it a try. If I did it, I'd break something in my chest. I'd just pop open. My heart would fall on the floor and it'd be gone. So I'm not going to do that today. But uh, you can lick your elbow. Okay, that's very yep. interesting. Well. I think there's a good thing that this is a podcast and not a video cast or a vlog. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Otherwise, I'd have to ask you to do that, but I won't do that today. L- let me, <laughs> let me, that's the most unique answer to that question I've heard. Let me give you a proper introduction. We'll dive into a very cool life that you're doing. Sophie Singos, her friends call her Sophie. Some people call her Sophia, owns and operates GT Moto. Inspired by her father, George, Sophie grew up following him around his aircraft maintenance shop, playing with old cars and motorcycles. From his careful attention to detail and commitment to quality, Sophie learned and became a craftsman. Today, with ingenuity and high-quality materials, they build hand-built motorcycles, cars, and good old-fashioned parts, and through their charity and community outreach, they work to promote a positive, all-inclusive motorsports culture. Sophie and GT Moto is also committed to supporting the fight for a cure for cancer and is proud to donate a portion of all their profits to support cancer research and those who've been affected. Very noble. I love that. We'll be back in just a minute to talk with Sophie about what she's doing with her life. But first, a word from our sponsors. So keep it seated. We'll be right back. No licking the elbows now. We'll be right back. (laughs) The best way to protect and preserve your vehicles, along with the meanings, memories, and experiences they give you, is with a quality-made, custom-fit car cover from my friends at Covercraft. At Covercraft.com, you'll find a multitude of options, including form-fit, fleece satin, and their unique view shield. Yeah, you can see right through the cover. Need a cover that will protect your rides outside? Quality options include Weather Shield, Weather Shield HD, Weather Shield HP, Sunbrella, Reflect, Carhartt Evolution, and of course, NOAA. Covercraft protects cars, trucks, motorcycles, RVs, 
and watercraft too. Custom-made covers for any vehicle, you can get them from Covercraft. Shield your vehicles from the rain, the snow, the sun's damaging rays with soft, safe breathability, dust protective and ding protection and protection from those paint-destroying bird droppings. Live in a windy area? Covercraft Gust Guards are a must-have option. Worried about theft? You can get cable locks with their built-in grommets that keep your cover on your vehicle. Their website makes ordering fast and easy, and I'll tell you, their talented customer service department, they'll walk you through any of your questions. You want a deal? Use the code yeah 21 at Covercraft.com, and you'll get 10% off your Covercraft order, thanks to me. That's right, 10% off. Simply use the code yeah 21 at checkout. I've been protecting my vehicles with their covers since 1975. Covercraft, protecting the things that move you. American Collectors Insurance, that's who now protects my Porsche Turbo. Yeah, the one I call my orange crush. When it came time to renew my policy, my carrier jacked my rates up, even though I'd been with them for years. I'd never made a claim. No tickets, nothing. What's with that? Adios. So I started shopping around and kept hearing about American Collectors Insurance from fellow automotive enthusiasts, friends, and folks in the car industry. I did some investigating and learned that American Collectors Insurance have been protecting collector vehicles since 1976. I'm not a price shopper when it comes to insurance. I want to be able to sleep at night. I also want agreed value protection for my special ride. With an agreed valued policy from American Collectors Insurance, I'll be paid what my vehicle's full agreed value is. A number I set with the insurer at the start of the policy so I know there will be no surprises about what my car's value is, should something terrible happen. I shopped around and decided to protect my car with American Collectors Insurance. Give them a call for a quote today at 866-ACI-YEAH, that's 866 224 9324 and protect the ones you love. Make sure you tell them Mark sent you. You'll be glad you did. American Collectors Insurance, classic car insurance designed by collectors for collectors. All right, Sophie, we are back. Still can't lick my elbow. Uh, let's go a little <laughs> deeper into the corner and uh, share a little bit more with us about this amazing business you've done. I was enjoying your website this morning. You built some really cool stuff especially the bikes i could see one parked right here in my studio that would be cool better yet out on the road it's a nice way to get the tires spinning a little bit here on cars yeah so sophie i'll either say take the wheel or twist the wrist i mean either one i like both <laughs> you i know it looks like it <laughs> i do yeah, yeah what are you doing there i mean you're having so much fun yeah we uh we like anything with wheels and a motor pretty much <laughs> my dad being in aviation it's a very detailed, very important type of industry to be in because when you're working on airplanes, if you mess something up, you can kill people. No kidding. Kind of the same thing with motorcycles. If you're not paying attention or you forget a certain part or something, then you could kill somebody or they could get hurt very bad. Cars, they could roll on the side of the road. <laughs> yeah, you can pull so, over. And yeah. Yeah, but whenever it comes to motorcycles, safety, I think, is our, our number one thing. And then design and, and everything kind of follows after that. In your business, do you guys, do, do people come to see you and say, build me something? Do they bring you a vehicle and say, modify it, restore it, make it cool? How does the process work? So it with social media, there's all different ways to, to reach pe- different people and 
get different responses through different outlets. We do go to a lot of shows and we show off what we've built. Um, we've actually won a bunch of awards for different bikes and they're typically customer bikes. But surprisingly, social media and our website makes us look way more professional than we really are. We actually, <laughs> everything that you see, we have done in a tiny two-car garage in the middle of the suburbs. And thankfully, our neighbors like us. <laughs> <laughs> you make them um, a lot of cupcakes and, and sweets yes. and have coffee every morning for them <laughs> brewing in <Yeah>. the shop. <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> so that's where we do it. So we don't have like a storefront or, or a big shop where people can come and visit. So we try to get our name out by actually being face-to-face with people, going to different shows and events and stuff like that. Um, And then also social media, like I said, helps out a lot too, just to spread out the word more than just our local events. Well, this is why I love having such a broad range of people on the show, and especially this month during Women's Month, women who are doing things that in the past you typically just saw men doing. I know women have been doing this cool stuff for a long time, but they were somewhat not championed, I guess, is the way to do it. So that's what I'm trying to do here during a Women's Month on Cars, yeah. I spoke to this when I introduced you, and that's a driving inspiration or a mentor in your life. I'm guessing maybe this is the point we talk a little bit about your dad, or were there some other people involved that helped move you through the process of discovering this part of your life and what you wanted to do with your career? Well, there's definitely a lot of people in the industry that I've come across that I look up to, who's my hero, who inspires me, and I can just name off a whole bunch of people, but in reality, I would not have met those people if it wasn't for my dad teaching me everything and pushing me and, and inspiring me to to stay motivated, pretty much, because this is a very hard industry to be in for anybody, regardless of gender or anything, because it if you don't do quality work, it'll eventually come out and it'll show and it could make or break you. So that's something my dad always taught me is is quality. Uh, well, obviously, and you said it really well, in the aircraft industry, you have to do things right. There are no other options. And taking that to the roadway is spectacular. And the custom yeah. builds on your site, again, I got so excited looking at them. <laughs> oh, that would be so cool. I, I don't ride bikes anymore. I used to. Uh, I loved Italian bikes just because they're looking flare, but I lo- also love the oh, Cafe yeah. Racers, that mm-hmm. style of bike, which a lot of your bikes have kind of that sense and feel to them. So if I wanted you to build me a bike, again, would you go out and source the actual bike or would I bring you something to start with? How would you go about the process to build something cool like that for me? We've had both situations uh, with all of our customers. Either somebody already has a vehicle that you know, they, they never got around to or has been passed down in their family and they want us to restore it or build it. Or somebody doesn't have anything and they just want us to go source it out and find different options because they rely more on us to find something that isn't going to, you know, fall apart mm-hmm. later down the road. And <laughs> yeah. that's, that's part of the build too. It's like you, you have to start with something that you love and that you know you're comfortable on. Do most of your customers and your builds, are they bikes people actually ride? Or some of them end up being what I call garage queens, beauty queens, their display pieces? Again, both. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we, we have 
uh, customer. Actually, one of my customers, one of my only customers is a female and she's put more miles on her bike that we built than any of our other customers. Wow, cool. We do have some, like one of our bikes is sitting in a law firm and an office in downtown Dallas. Uh, another bike is sitting in a, a the Haas Motorcycle Museum in downtown. Cool. And then we have people that, you know, only really ride them whenever they have the opportunity, like a DGR. I don't know if you've heard of the Distinguished Gentleman's Ride. I have, yeah. Very cool. Yeah, so we have a bunch of people that'll ride during that time. So it's kind of like once a year thing. And then we have other people who ride it every week, which is awesome. So that's another thing is we build bikes to not only look good and, and who that's quality, but we want to make sure that if somebody's going to be putting miles on a bike, they can ride it across the U.S., but also be able to stop at other dealerships, pull out a manual, and be able to see the wiring diagram, and they see that we kept the custom harnesses, the colors, the same. Uh. That way, we're, I mean, we've built bikes for people around the country, so we're not going to always be the person working on it. Right. Perfect. I love it. Now, if you were to advise or mentor or help other women, maybe particularly young women, but any woman who wants to get into the business that you're in, what are some of the words of wisdom you might share with them to encourage them to uh, to chase their passion? That's a really good question. I guess I've never really been asked this before. <laughs> well, good. Because I have like, I kind of have mi- mixed emotions. Um, I, I do mentor people. Um, I've mentored women. I've mentored men. I've actually been in a, a couple of nonprofits and that's exactly what my job title was. And it's something that I feel like, I don't know, I feel like you have to either be 100% committed or have a backup plan mm-hmm. because it takes so long to be confident in in this industry. And it not just because of, you know, it's dominated by men or anything like that, just because there's a lot of information and every single year it changes because something new comes out or a new model comes out or, or something like that. So it's something you have to always read about and you're going to always learn. If you think that you're going to go to school and somehow know everything, that's false. It's a job that you will never be bored at <laughs> because <laughs> like it, yeah. it is always changing. It's it's always it's always fun and there's always something new coming out that is just exciting. So I, I don't know. I don't know if that's like words of wisdom, but <laughs> it's just, I guess, how I feel about it. I heard a lot of great advice there. Yeah, you need to commit to it. You need to realize it's a learning process. It's it's a lifelong learning process, like so many things are. You're just not going to come out knowing everything. And it's constantly changing, evolving. And when you think about shops like yours, one of the biggest challenges I hear from many people is they may be good as a technician, a builder, a fabricator, but they're not very good at running a business. And it is a business. So you've got to pay attention to that side of it, or all of a sudden you realize, Uh uh-oh, we're out of money or how are we going to do the next build or whatever that might be. So yeah, yeah, I understand. I would would highly recommend taking some financial classes or business classes or something like that. If if that's your goal is to own and run a place, then taking, taking as many classes as possible is the best thing you could do. That's something I've always done. Even, even now last year, 
during the middle of the pandemic, I probably shouldn't have done it, but I went to a metal shaping class. Even though I've been doing metal shaping for years and years, I enjoy learning from different types of people, even if it is the same topic, because there's not just one right way to do something. The right way to do something is the way that gets you to accomplish what you're trying to do within a timely manner. So like for me, I've had to learn from a bunch of different people to try to figure out how I can manipulate these really heavy, thick materials and and build it to the how I want it. That's the thing that I see in my brain. I have to figure out how to make it work. So like tools are my best friend because I don't have the same strength as men. And I know people are like, oh, well, if you know, men can do it, women can do it. That's not true. Like I, the surface area and the amount of muscle I have in my hand compared to a man's hand is so much weaker mm-hmm. that it's, it was very frustrating from in the beginning, whenever I was learning how to do all this stuff, because, you know, I watched my dad do something and he does it flawlessly and effortlessly. But when I go to do it, it's like, why is this taking me five times as long <laughs> to do it? Yeah. So that's the other thing is like learn all the different tools, learn from different people and know what works best for you. You know, it's great advice. I had a young woman on the show, Emily Loudermilk, not too long ago, and she works on big four by four trucks. Uh These things are huge. She's very petite. She's about my wife's size, you know, five feet, 105 pounds. (laughs) And she said, I've had to figure out different ways to like simply removing a wheel and tire. Uh Leverage. Yeah, (laughs) leverage and how to do it in a way that it doesn't fall and crush me, (laughs) destroy me. Uh, But on the flip side, she said, I have very small hands and arms. I can get down into places that other technicians can't. So they they would have to take parts off to get to them. I can get Uh to them without doing that. So there's some benefits, but it's a different way of working. Very well put. I always ask when it what point in your life did you realize that this career was right for you? I have a feeling this goes way back to when you were that little girl following your dad around the shop. Is that when all those little ideas started formulating in your mind? <laughs> I, I guess it never really had a defining moment saying, this is what I'm going to do. I've always been in in it. I've been riding dirt bikes since I was, I think, eight or something. So I've always had motorcycles. I had a street bike before I had a car. So it's something that I just happened to do. Like I never, and then my dad, you know, he there, I didn't know what sexist, a sexist person was Mm -hmm. until I act like went to school for it. And then because my, my dad never, Treated you any different than anyone no, else. Never, yeah. No, he never treated me differently. Whenever he had his maintenance shop, he had women mechanics. Yeah. So I grew up with women mechanics and men. So I, I honestly didn't even know any better or know any different. It's just something that happened. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it's great. I love it. It's your life. Your DNA runs yeah. through your veins. When you think about your business now, what's your favorite part of what you do every day? The people. <laughs> That's the, you know, I don't even know why I bother answering that question anymore. In in the automotive motorcycle truck world, it's always the people, isn't it? It is because yeah. we're weird and <laughs> we're, <laughs> we're interesting. weird. Okay, I'll join and, that club. <laughs> yeah, and like if there's so many different types of designs and opportunities to just 
be different and just, just to show your character through your design. And like each person that I worked with had a different perspective on how they want it designed or what they want it for. Each person and each bike has a different story. And so whenever I see a bike or a car, it's like, I want to know the story behind that because I bet it's awesome. So it just comes down to the people. And if it wasn't for them, then I wouldn't have a job. Yeah, (laughs) it's true. I had a great guest on the show, Joe Pepitone, a wonderful guy. And he does a uh, video vlog, I believe it is, podcast and uh, not a podcast, but a vlog, I believe. Uh, Every car has a story. And that's the premise behind his show, which is really true. And that's the fun part of going to car shows, bike shows, is you get to meet the person and talk to them about their history. Uh And and that's what I get to do every day. So yeah, living the dream. Let's take a short break. We're going to thank our sponsors. We're going to come back. I'm going to ask you what I call the challenge question. So uh, sit tight. We'll be right back. I've discovered Linkage. It's a new quarterly publication and website that covers the automotive market, driving, restoring, collecting, and discovering your passion for motor vehicles. Linkage is about experiences, opinions, and values. Linkage is an actual, informed, reasoned opinion based on first-hand experiences. A talented Linkage team covers the automotive world, the people who share your passion and mine, smart, considered, rational, and experienced opinions, ones you can learn from and grow. That includes our passion that drives auctions and the collector car market. So come with me and join us on this journey Join Linkage. Linkage, geared for the automotive life. Subscribe today at LinkageMag.com. Crash jewelry is handmade from the metal of luxury cars while preserving the original factory paint. Founder Christy Shimpke came up with the idea when she moved her jewelry studio into her husband's Los Angeles auto body shop. After watching beautiful Porsche ultraviolet fenders and Ferrari Rosso Corsa hoods head to the scrapyard, she developed her own unique upcycling process of cutting, bending, and sanding the metal into unique, wearable pieces of beautiful automotive art. For Women's History Month here on Cars Yeah!, Crash Jewelry is giving away a special Ferrari Art Deco cuff. The cuff includes an empowering message engraved inside. Enter to win today by subscribing at CrashJewelry.com. Plus, Christy is offering Cars Yeah! listeners 10% off in March when you use the code Cars yeah at checkout. That's CrashJewelry.com and use the code Cars yeah today. And don't forget to follow Christy on Instagram at Crash Jewelry. All right, Sophie, what's been the biggest obstacle that you've had to overcome so far in your career? Something that really kind of maybe set you back. This could be a a big challenge, a big failure. It doesn't really matter. It's more about the learning lesson and how you moved forward in a positive way from that. So share a little story with us, if you would. I don't, I don't think it's going to be a positive story, but, um, (laughs) it's definitely a dramatic story, Okay, but I learned the lessons that I learned, I guess, unfortunately, I, like I was saying, like the best part of the industry is the people, but also the worst part of the industry is the people. They can make it a a very, very hard way to make money. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I understand. There's. There's been a lot of um, people that have gotten in my way or have slowed me down, and it's just part of it, I guess. I, 
I don't want to say it's part of it anymore. It was more so when I first started because it was it, it just it wasn't very common to have women in the industry right. and or to to have them manage certain things or anything like that and to have a voice like i haven't seen that in such a long time but i remember there was it was probably a few years of just being put down over and over again or sexually harassed or talked down to that I finally had to just leave. Mm. Like it's, it's so heartbreaking and it's something that you don't predict. It's not something that you can even fully understand to be able to, I guess, stay away from, I, I guess you just have to pay attention to red flags and, you know, not get your heart too involved until you can, trust people uh, yeah, and, and then give it your all. I mean, always be true to yourself and be honest with yourself. And if that means having to leave a certain place, then you get, that's what you got to do because you only have one life to live and your happiness is only controlled by yourself. Nobody else is going to give you the happiness mm. and you can't sit around waiting for people to start to respect you because you just, you can't control that. You can't control anybody else but yourself. Yeah. So that's something I did learn, and it's something I, I wish I didn't have to experience, but it is the reality of my situation, and I learned that I would rather run my own business instead of working <laughs> for somebody else. <laughs> well, you know, this is a common story. It, it It's a great story, and it's a great piece of wisdom coming from you for anyone, uh, male or female. There's plenty of bad people managing and bossing men and women. But I understand. I have a wife who was an engineer, had to deal with that back in the 80s when it was even more prevalent and there were less Mm -hmm. protections in place. Let's put it that way. Although she had a great boss who advised her to dazzle them with her brilliance. She's an amazingly smart person. And that's how she garnered respect eventually there were still some jerks in the office they just couldn't you can't avoid them they're jerks in the whole world you know in yeah. every respect <laughs> we run into them all the time boy social media sure exposed a lot of them yeah for real you know at least there you can delete remove them from your friends list or scroll on by but when you go to work every day and you're dealing yeah. with this it can just be very demoralizing so if you were to Offer one bit of wisdom. I think you kind of did there for someone listening that's experiencing this. Would it be, you know what, there's a point where it's time to jump out of, I won't say the nest, but you know what I mean, and and go out and do it yourself or find a better environment. We hear this all the time when people say, I hate my job. Like, well, if you haven't been able to change the situation by maybe first looking at you and how you respond to it, but also it's the other person too. Why not get out of that situation? Don't stay there. Yeah, I mean, and there's different situations and and different people have different temperaments. And me, I'm the I'm a I used to be a people pleaser, and so if if I saw that I wasn't making somebody happy, I would lose sleep over trying to figure out how to how do I morph myself and my personality to where this person will accept me now. Uh, yeah. And that, that did, is like that the never, worst thing never you can works, do. Does it? No. And, but I mean, I was very young and I didn't know any different. So I'm just like, well, I mean, they're paying my paycheck barely, but I still need to be doing my job. And if they're not happy with me, then clearly I'm the problem. When in reality, 
I wasn't the problem. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. And that's something that I learned. Um, I had a great guest on uh, last week, two weeks ago, Emily Morris, who's a young engineer, actually the daughter of a good friend of mine that I used to race vintage cars with. And she had a great comment. She ran into that being the only mm-hmm. woman in businesses as an engineer. And she said, you have to learn to advocate for yourself. And that's a very challenging way to do it, but you have to mm-hmm. learn how to do it and not do it in a way that's oppressive or negative back or come across mm-hmm. as being rude or whatever it might be, but it, it's a delicate balance. So yeah, it's a tough thing and it happens, unfortunately, uh, more, less and less actually, I believe, but it's still out there, of course. It will always be out there. There'll always be. Yeah people that don't know how to behave. So that's the way of the world. Let's talk about a bucket list. You've done some amazing things, but you're still a young woman. You still have a massive amount of life ahead of you to live and enjoy and create with. Is there maybe one or two or are there maybe one or two things on your bucket list that you'd still like to accomplish? Yeah, I mean, always. I, I'm i the kind of person who will get depressed if I don't have some type of goal. I was actually telling my <laughs> husband that the other day. And I was like, because I'm kind of like in a slump right now. Uh-huh. And that's just because of where the world's at right now. So mm-hmm. it's just like, I got to set some new goals for myself. Because yeah. I just want to, I would rather try to motivate myself instead of, because I could sit in my bed watching Netflix 24-7 if I let myself. <laughs> I'm the busiest lazy person you'll ever the meet. Bit, now, and... there's a quote. I'm the busiest <laughs> lazy person you'll... I'm going to have to write that yes. one down. That's funny. <laughs> well, well, let's do this. Well, let's do this together today, okay? I'll try to be your motivator a bit here today. Turn off the television for one thing. <laughs> yes. Get out of bed, make your bed, yes. and get out into the shop. So let's talk about if, if you could think of one big thing you'd like to accomplish. Now, this could be a big, hairy, audacious goal, as Jim Collins and Good to Great likes to call it. Or maybe it's just a little project that you want to work on for yourself or for a client. If there's one thing today we could get you motivated with a little bit to put in that bucket list, if you will. Right off the top of your head, what would it be? <laughs> you can do anything. I'm going to provide you with whatever you want, the capital, the drive, whatever it be. I'm a bit of your I cap- could do anything. Yeah. I I really want to build a GT40 kit Ooh. with a Roush oh. supercharged V8. Okay. Uh-huh. I really want to build it. this super performance kit. They have a GT40 and I really want to build one. <laughs> well, <it's- laughs> well, guess what, Sophie? You know who one of my good buddy friends is? A guy named Lance Stander. Who, who owns, is that? He Does owns Superformance. Oh, does he? Okay. He does. And I went down there to their facility. I know a bunch of their folks there. They've been guests on my show. And he let me drive one of his GT40s. And you and? Need- oh, my gosh. It's, and? It's insa- <laughs> it is like, you know, I race vintage cars. It is like, well, it is. It feels like a real race car. Yeah. For the street. It's insane. Mm. It, it's, that is my yeah. all-time favorite car. Well, there you go. And I can introduce <laughs> you to Lance. I'm sure he can set you up or help you at least learn how to get to that goal because, yeah, they're not yes. cheap. It's a, it's an expensive no. proposition, but... You have Cheaper to, than the real one. Whoa, gosh. <laughs> yeah. No kidding. The re, yeah. By I, how many millions? Uh, millions. Of, yeah. Yeah. I've been in, I'll tell you what, though. I t- if you're going to drive it and enjoy it, because the real ones, quite honestly, you're not going to drive that on the street. And if you're going to no. vintage race a real one, you better have a very big checkbook because- I do not. I do not want most, a real one. <laughs> yeah. So to me, those builds are 
super cool because you can take them and drive them and enjoy them. Mm -hmm. uh, Doug Campbell and his wife, uh, Marissa, have been on guests on the show here. They have one. Um, she drives a Daytona coupe. Oh, that's my dad's favorite. So he wants to build a Daytona coupe and I want to do the GT40. Yeah, you guys could be like like Doug and Marissa. Yeah, yeah have the ultimate garage. So cars. I'm going to introduce you to Lance as a starting point so that you can uh, start to devise a plan of how to get this to happen. It may take a while and I get it. That's fine. Yeah, but that's the way. Okay, see, I knew we'd come up with something. Very <laughs> cool. Now, I want to talk about this. I like to ask my guests of ways that they give back. I, I mentioned in your introduction, you guys do, you do something very noble there at GT Motor. You're, you're committed to fight a cure for cancer. I've had many people in my family. My mother, she's still with us. She's a cancer survivor, longtime cancer survivor. We've lost my father-in-law to cancer, other family members. It's just a horrible horrible, horrible thing. Really noble what you're doing. Why? What? What's behind this? Why is this such a passionate cause for you? Uh, well, other than the fact that I will probably die from cancer one day just because it runs in my family. Oh, don't but... say that. Don't say <laughs> that. No, we're not going to go there. No. It would be nice to be part of, you know, the, the search and hopes to find, if not a cure, because it is very, very difficult to find a cure because it's just like a, a moving target when it comes to the yeah. science behind it. But I'll, maybe just like some type of better quality of life type of thing. And that's the biggest issue with, with the cancer treatments these days is that it, yeah, it might save your life, but your quality of life is a whole nother story. And that's something that I have watched family members just get super depressed about because yeah, they might've survived it, but you know, after chemo and radiation, my dad was pissed off that he even woke up in the morning and realized that he was still alive because he was in so much pain oh, yeah. from the radiation. Yep. And he went from 180 something pounds to 138 pounds, I wow. think. And he he's tall. He's over six foot tall. So just you can imagine. And that was within just a few months. So this radiation is literally frying him from the inside out. Yeah. And it still to this day, he has side effects from it. And it's just, it's so messed up. And I, I yeah, I, I'm not a doctor. I'm not a scientist. I'm not smart enough to be either one of those. But the only thing that I can do is what I know. And that is building motorcycles that are already fun to ride and already feel good. Knowing that you're riding one of our bikes makes you feel even better because you know part of that was is going towards something that's bigger than us. Yeah. Oh, very noble of you. I'm so sorry your father went through that. Your father's still with us? Yes. yes. He's not allowed to leave. Not he's not allowed. Okay, I love no. that. Yeah, no, we went through that with my father-in-law. It was just a tragedy, a horrible, yeah. horrible thing. Oh, and he sorry. was a he was a 33 year Marine, just a tough as nails guy. But that just got him. Uh, but as I said, my mom is a 20 plus year cancer survivor. She's doing well today and great. And a knock on wood, touch wood, or whatever you want to say, <laughs> uh, has not come back to uh, to haunt her life. So tremendous, very noble what you're doing. What's the the biggest high point, the proudest moment you've had so far, because there's going to be more, I have no doubt, in your life, Sophie, but that that moment that really stands out for you right now? Um, so the moment for me, it's kind of more selfish because it's okay. It's it paid my bills. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good thing. <laughs> and it's it's like the best 
story behind this build, and, and that is the the Haas Museum motorcycle yeah. build that we did yeah. that's sitting in, in this incredible collection next to people who I look not only look up to and respect, but I feel like they are the best builders in the history of custom building. And the fact that I'm even under the same building is mind-blowing. And these people, I've actually met them, and they're just so humble and unique and nice. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just, yeah. it, was, it was so refreshing to have a moment where my dad and I delivered the bike and it was all done because his bike took years to build. And then when I finally got that paycheck, I'm like, Yes, I made it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here. I've arrived. Oh, what yeah. a heartwarming story. You know, yeah. that's awesome. Congratulations. A hard oh, work does pay off. We'll be right back. One more quick stop with our sponsors. And we come back, I'm going to ask you, I'm going to offer you the ultimate drive or ride in the case of motorcycles. So keep your seatbelts on. We'll be right back. I'm honored to say that my charity of choice here at Cars yeah! is Tech Force Foundation. They help young people find an education and career that aligns with their passions. For those who love cars, problem solving, and working with their hands, a career as a professional automotive technician is the perfect fit for a fulfilling life. We're all wired differently, and not every successful career demands a four-year university. Technical education and the skilled trades matter, and we need qualified skilled technicians to keep our vehicles rolling. Learn more about how you can support tomorrow's driving force and workforce of technicians at techforce.org, like I do here at Cars Yeah. All right, Sophie, we're back. Now, I'm going to wave my magic wand. I can arrange today for you to take a ride or a drive with somebody very special. This can be somebody living or deceased. I want you to tell me who that person is and why. What will you be driving in or riding on? Maybe you're both on separate bikes in your case. I don't know. Maybe one bike. We'll see. And what would you talk to them about? And if you're in one vehicle, would you be riding or driving or would they? This is an easy question. Okay. Jay Leno. <laughs> Jay Leno. Okay. Jay Leno very cool. It's Jay Leno. Okay, yeah. <laughs> um, the car we would be driving would be my GT40 that I built. <laughs> okay, and cool. I would allow him to drive it <laughs> and tell me how awesome it is. <laughs> oh, wouldn't that be fun? Yeah. And we would probably be talking about, I don't know, coffee? Coffee. <laughs> coffee and cars. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I wish I could do that for you. You know, I've been trying to get old Jay on this show since I started. I just have not had luck. I keep yeah. I keep saying this. Anybody out there that can help connect me with him, I've actually walked up to him five times on the lawn at Pebble, handed him my card. But I know he's a busy yeah. guy and he doesn't really need me in his life. But I would love to have him on the show because he is, to me, a consummate car guy. He's always very gracious when I've spoken with him. And my gosh, he's got uh, an empire there built, not only from his uh, tonight show but also from his car so uh, i'll uh in the fantasy world that is cars yeah i will get to work on that but uh i think no <laughs> if I, doubt if i could just have a simple handshake i would be i would die happy or i, I think more so if my dad could shake his hand i think uh, that would make me more happy than if i were to shake his hand well if i find a way into his big dog garage i will certainly <laughs> mention your name how about a book sophie is there a book you've read you'd like to share that you you thought was really worthy Ooh, um, I really like Dale Carnegie, 
How to Make Friends and Influence People. Yeah, great book. It is a really good book. Uh, It's really well written for how old it is. It's cool that they update it every decade or so. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And it's just, it's how I think and how... I wish this world would run. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, if only we could give a copy to everyone. It's a wonderful book. Yeah. I have a copy, and it's one of those books you can pick up every year and reread or take pieces of it and apply it to your life. I think every young person, probably in college, high school, should be made to read that book. Absolutely. It's just full of all sorts of golden nuggets. Very cool. Well, I'll remind you listeners, you can find everything here on Sophie's show notes page. Just go to carsyad.com, type in Sophie, S-O, now S-O-F-I? Yes. Okay. Yep, that's my nickname spelling. Yes. And her last name, I'm going to spell it for you, T-S-I-N-G-O-S, Singos, so... There you go. Her name and her page will be right there. Sophie, you have taken me on a wonderful ride today. I can envision going on a motorcycle ride with you and your dad and just having a wonderful afternoon. It would be such a joy. Before I let you go, is there maybe one little parting piece of wisdom or guidance you might offer our listeners before you ride off into the sunset in that GT40 with Jay Leno? (laughs) Uh, My favorite quote is, do a lot, say a little. (laughs) You know what? That's awesome. Uh, I'm glad you did more than that today, though, uh, because you've shared an awful lot with us, some wonderful golden nuggets. What's the best way for people to learn more about you and GT Moto? Uh, well, I don't have a whole bunch of social media. I only have Instagram okay. uh, because it's pictures. Yeah. <laughs> I love you. You're, uh, so. you're the smartest one on the planet. <laughs> um, it is GT underscore Moto, M-O-T-O. And then I have my website, which has my email. So if you have any questions or need to go ho- get a hold of me, just go to gt-moto.com. Awesome. I'll make sure I put those links on Sophie's show notes page as well, where you can find her. And I would encourage you listeners, check out her website. It's so cool. There are some amazingly wonderful builds there. I'm sitting here going, that would look so cool sitting right here in front of my (laughs) desk. You do a wonderful job. And I want to do a shout out to our mutual friend, Terry Wilson. Terry brings me some wonderful... Yeah, isn't he awesome? He's my brother from another mother, as I say. Uh, He brings me some wonderful guests and he introduced me to Sophie. So Terry, hey buddy. Hey brother. Thank you. You do an awesome job. Sophie, thank you for spending some really, really valuable time with us today, for being part of Women's Month here on Cars Yeah. Until you and I talk again, my friend, I'll see you down the road. Thank you. You're welcome. Did you know that Cars Yeah is in the top 1% of all podcasts based on listenership, according to Libsyn, the premier RSS feed for podcasts in the United States. That's right. And Cars Yeah is the only five-day-a-week automotive-focused podcast for you to get your message into the ears of thousands of listeners daily from all over the world. Plus, DuPont Registry recommended Cars Yeah is one of their top 10 car podcasts for you to enjoy. Cars Yeah has experienced tremendous growth, plus your ads are evergreen, meaning they never go away. And more and more listeners find Cars Yeah every day for their daily dose of automotive inspiration. Do you want to expose your brand to a highly targeted list of automotive enthusiasts in a very unique and very personal way? Well, I can help you. Contact me, Mark Green, at mark at carsyad.com or through the website at carsyad.com today to learn more. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah! Drive on over to carsyeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. 
Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah! Yeah!